Okay, good morning, everyone. A happy Rosh Chodesh to one and all, as they say. All right, so we are on Chav Gimel Menalv 23a on the first wide line. Tanur Abonon. Hanitzrach Lenekavav. Somebody needs to go to the bathroom. Al Yispalel. Thou shall not daven. Vim Hispalel. If he does, Tzfilaso Toeva. So then, their Tzfila is an abomination. Now, it's only true if you can't hold yourself in. But if you're able to hold yourself in, then your prayer is a good prayer. How long do you have to be able to hold yourself in for to make it a good prayer? The amount of time it would take you to walk a parsa, which is four mil, every mil is 18 minutes. 18 times 4, you crack out your old calculator, is 72 minutes. And therefore, if you can uh, wait the amount of time that it would take you to walk 72 minutes and you would be okay not going to the bathroom, then a person is allowed to daven. Otherwise, their tefillah is o toeva. And there are those who take out the names of Rav Zvid and Rav Yehuda, they just learn it directly on the Brisa. And it would be as follows. That in the Bryce itself, after it says that a person who needs to go to the bathroom should not daven, it would say, That's only true. So you can't stop yourself. If you're able to hold yourself in, it's a proper prayer. How long do you have to be able to hold yourself in? Same thing, just with different names. Instead of it being with Rav Zvid and Rav Yehuda, it's just straight on the Brisa that a person would have to, that if a person could hold themselves in for a Parsa, they would be okay. A person has to go to the bathroom. You shall not daven. Why not? You should prepare yourself to meet with God. And since prayer is you meeting with God, you get an early morning meeting, a discussion with God, therefore you shall be well prepared before you meet with God. And just like if you were to meet with your local employer, you would make sure to prepare yourself, have notes, have this, have that, make sure you have to leave in the middle, so too when one prepares themselves to speak to God, one should be prepared and they should not have to go to the bathroom in the middle and say, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom. The Amar another halacha, now that Rishwaran has the mic, we say, you can tell us everything you want to say. What does the puzzle mean? Guard your legs. When you go to the house of God, what that really means is Shomer You should watch your legs, guard your legs, so you shall not come to sin. If, for whatever reason, a person ends up sinning, bring a korban in front of me and able to atone yourself. Now what does it mean? The car of the Shmo, the end of the Pesach says, and you should be come close to here. You should be close to hear the words of the rabbis. Be like the rabbis. That if you sin, you bring a korban, but there's more to the story. And you do tshuva, and then you will be atoned. Don't be like the fools. That they sin and they bring a korban. They ain't osin tshuva. And they don't do tshuva. Why? Because they don't know how to do how to do anything wrong. So they go, wait a minute. They don't know how to do anything wrong. They're pretty righteous. Why would you call them Rishayim? Don't be like the fools. 
Shechotim, they sin, Umevin Korban, they bring a sacrifice, they ain't in Yodim, but they don't know. Imal Tove Himevin, are they bringing a sacrifice because of all the good? Imal Haroi Mevin, if they're bringing a sacrifice because of the bad, therefore don't do it that, rather understand why you're bringing a Korban and do Tshuva, do proper Tshuva for the Korban. These people that don't know the difference between good and bad, they hate me being a carbon of honor and they're bringing a carbon in front of me. No way! And therefore, a person should understand why they're bringing the carbon, what the purpose was, and of course, he should do chuva for whatever the sin was that they did wrong. Rav Ashi, the tamer of Hanina Bar Papa Amar, Shomer Nekavecha. Guard your your uh, your uh, your you that you have to go to the bathroom. B'sha'ashata omed b'tfilafana. If you're gonna da- stand in front of me in fila, one shall uh, prepare themselves and not have to go to the bathroom. Okay, Tanaban. A person walks into a bathroom. So before you come to the bathroom, when you're more when you're four amos away, you should take off your tfilin, the nichnas, and then walk into the bathroom. Remember back then they wore tfilin all the time, the entire day, so every once in a while you have to go to the bathroom. So in order to make sure that the tfilin will not be despairing dealt disparagingly, whatever. So what should they do? They should take off their tfilin when they're four amos away from the bathroom. This is only an established bathroom which people have already defecated in. But a bathroom which nobody has ever used before, i.e. nobody has ever defecated over here. So you could take it off and if not, and then right away you could go ahead and go to the bathroom because again, it wasn't yet uh, determined as a spot for defecation because you're the first one doing it right now. However, when you leave said bathroom, where you, even though you walked into a place where uh, nobody had defecated before and you were the first one, so now when you leave, you have to make sure you are a distance of four amos away from the bathroom. And then put on the tefillin because since with your uh, defecation, you have now made it into a bathroom. So as you're walking in over there, there was nothing there. It was just open grass. So you decided to use that as your bathroom. So therefore, you could just take off your toilet and go to the bathroom right there and then. After you've gone to the bathroom, you've now made it into a bathroom. Well, guess what? At that point, you would then have to be four amos away before you put on your toilet. So we ask the following question. Um... Uh, is one allowed to go into an established bathroom, a bathroom where people defecate, but that's not your plan. You're going just to urinate. Ravina says, yeah, 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 it's no problem because uh, even though you're wearing the tefillin, it's no problem because all you're doing is urinating. Rav Achabar Masa says, no, you can't do that. Uh, even if he agrees that urinating is okay, but the issue is that you're in a bathroom. So the Gemara asks, Asr Shalei L'Rava, Armelu Asr, he says, Asr, why is it Asr? Chayshin and Shami Yifnabam, because once you're in a bathroom and you're urinating, you say, you know what? Why don't I just defecate also? And then you'll forget that your tefillin are on. Next thing you know, you've now defecated with your tefillin and you can't do that. Some people say, Shami Yapiach, perhaps you will pass gas when you are wearing your tefillin, and therefore that also would be problematic, so we don't want you doing that either. But again, it's only a problem because since you're in a bathroom when this is happening, people uh, let things go in there in the bathroom. So next thing you know, it could be the person is going to end up passing gas, the person may end up defecating, and therefore we tell them, even though all you're doing is planning on urinating in the bathroom, still, you cannot wear them in a bathroom. It's the what? 
They did not sleep with the tefillin. We'll talk about what you do when you sleep with the tefillin. Tanya idach hanechol the basic kisa. One goes to a basic kisa kavua. They go to a, an established bathroom, and seemingly the plan is to defecate. Cholitz tefillah. They have to take off the tefillin. Berichuk dalat amos when they are four amos away. Now where do they put it? Umenichon bechalon hasam chusharam. You put it by the window. Remember, this always used to confuse me. Windows back then in the times of Chazal don't have don't have glass, right? Even though we call a window, a window is just a hole for for all intents and purposes. So Bechalon had some He put it by the hole, by the by the ledge, by the opening that uh, that is by Rishusaram, i.e., as far away as possible from the from the actual from the actual spot of defecation. Then when you leave, go four hours away from the bathroom. You should put it on different Veshama. That's all the opinion of Veshama. You can hold your phone in your hands and you're allowed to walk into the bathroom. Rabbi Kiva Omer Oaks and Bibigdo, you can hold them in your clothing. You can put it in your clothing while you're like kind of like gonna stuff it like in your in your tuck shirt. You're gonna forget about them, they're gonna fall. You put it in your clothing, then you hold your clothing in your hand, and then you can go ahead and you bring your tefillin inside. Put him by the by the holes by the bathroom. Don't put it by Why? also over because perhaps passer buyers as they're going to walk by are going to take it filled. And while okay, if someone takes it filled, they take it filled. But then people will be suspect of you. What will they be, be suspect of you of? Oh, the Maisa. He wants a story, but Talmud Echad. Sheniach tefillin bechurin asmuchlish yisrabim. He put his tefillin in the holes by yisrabim. Ubas azona achas, and a certain prostitute came by. son, she took the tefillin. Ubas lebeis medrash. She came to the base medrash. Ra Amra, and she said, Reu manasani ploni b'schari. Look what this guy gave me for my wage. The kivan shesham also Talmud. When that Talmud heard about it, kach all the rosh agai. He went up to the top of the roof. Benafal, he fell to his own death, Umais, and he died because she took the tefillin and she slandered against him. Moses shot that moment. He skinned they decreed, you know what? Uh, you can hold your tefillin and bring him into the bathroom. Don't worry about it. Don't put him down anywhere because if you put him down anywhere, it could be the, the prostitutes are going to go take him. So don't put him down by Rosh Hashanah. That is interesting. You're saying why? It should be the kafats. Yeah, I don't know. It, it says, in his anguish, he hurled himself off the roof. Hurled himself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, Nafal definitely sounds like he fell more than he jumped, but you are right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know why this is. It should say kafat. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. They put your tefillin by the actual bathroom. But then what happened was, the mice were coming, they were taking the tefillin. So they said, okay, put it by Shusharabim. But then, and then what was happening was, the, the uh, pastor Myers was taking him. said, forget it, just hold it in your hands and bring it into the bathroom. Amr of Rebbe Miyashi, Rebbe Bishub Malevi, Halach, you know, the Halach is golden, come and save her. You wrap up the straps like a saver, but Oksam Biyamino, hold it in your right hand, connect it, Libo, by your heart when you go to the bathroom. 
You don't want any any straps coming out. But you can hold it by your heart in your hand as you are in the bathroom. And uh, okay. This is all true if you're planning on putting back on. So if you're planning on putting back on, right? There's plenty of time in the day to wear it. So okay, you hold it in your heart and you go ahead and wear it. Uh, well, angels be on love. If you're not going to be able to put it back on, so you're putting it away for the night. Oslam come kiss tavach. You give it a uh, a uh, a a, um, a pocket. You give a uh, like a bag that's at least a tavach uh, uh, large. Umenicho, and then you can put it down. And as Rashi says, you can even put it down on the floor because since there's a tavach of space between the floor and the tefillin, so then it's no problem. Since you're anyways putting it away for the night, you can put him in this bag, put him in the tavach, and then even though there is space, there is a tavach of space between. It's because there's a tavach of space between the floor and the tefillin. You are allowed to put it there, and then you could put it there for the night. Amr Abarachana, Amr Biyochanam Biyom during the day. Go along, come and safely wrap him up. You can hold it in your hands. And at night, we're going to sleep. You're not going to use them again. You make again, you make a pocket, you make a, a space of a tevach. And you put them down. You can even put them on the floor. When we say you need a tevach of, uh, of space, it's only if it is a utensil, it's a vessel that is made to hold its fill in. Of a cliche, ain't no killing, but if you have a utensil that's not made to hold its filling, I feel a pocket of tavach, even if it's less than a tavach. No problem, that causes an interruption between the floor and the filling, you can put it there. Amar Marzutra, Vitam Ravashi, Tayda can even prove it. Shrey Pachim Katana Matsumba Olamates. If you have Pachim Katana, you have small jugs, which are not a tavach. But they are in the same room as the dead body, and there's some uh, there's some contents inside of these small jugs. The small jugs save the contents from becoming tame. Because even though there's not a tefach still, since it's not made for these contents, the entire thing is going to be taller. It doesn't affect it. So too by our tefillin. As long as the tefillin is in a place where it's not the it's not made for the tefillin, so then even though you put it on the floor. It doesn't matter. It interrupts between the floor and the tefillin, and therefore you'd be allowed to leave it there. When he was holding a safer, he would give it to us. But when he was holding his tefillin, he wouldn't give it to us, even though that was an option. Why did he bring it to the bathroom? Since the rabbis permit me to bring it to the bathroom, going to Chav Gimel Beis, so Nintarin, they will protect me. And since they'll protect me, I'd rather bring my tefillin into the bathroom, even though he had the option of giving it to his Talmudim. He said, no, I don't want to give it to my Talmudim. I want to hold it in order that the tefillin will protect me in the bathroom. Same thing, when he used to have a safer, Yavon, he would give it to us. But when he held his tefillin, he wouldn't give it to us. Again, since the rabbis permit me to hold it, I want to protect it. Oh, I'm sorry. The sorry. They will protect me if I hold on to the phone. A person should hold their tefillin in their hand. And they should hold the Torah in their arm. And Davin. And similarly, you shouldn't go to the bathroom with those situations. And a person should not sleep. You shouldn't take a slumber. You shouldn't take a nap. 
Now, the reason why you can't hold these things in your hands when you dive in is because then you're not going to be able to have kavana because you're going to be so focused on the tefillin or the Sefer Torah in your hands while you're davening. Therefore, Amar Shmuel, Saken Umaus Uka'ara Vikikar. If you're talking about a knife or money or a bowl or a piece of bread, Hareyu Kyotzbehad, because you're going to be so focused on those things, you're not going to be able to daven, and therefore you're not going to be able to focus on your davening. Therefore, we say to you, don't hold anything while you are davening. Amar Rava, Amar Bsheshes. The halacha, right? Even though we said one is not supposed to hold their tefillin when they are uh, or, uh, when they are urinating, that is not really the halacha. How do I know the beishami? That's just the beishami opinion who says that while you're urinating, you're not allowed to hold your tefillin uh, because since we allow you to hold your tefillin even when you are defecating, you think there's any question that you're allowed to hold your tefillin when you're urinating? We said earlier that according to Basil, even if one's defecating, they can hold their tefillin in their hands and go ahead and go to the bathroom. And therefore, here in this past brisa, where we say when you're urinating, you shouldn't hold your tefillin, he says that must be Beishamai, because if Beishamai, if, if Basil allows you to hold your tefillin when you're defecating, for sure, they should allow you to hold your tefillin when you are urinating. However, the Gemara says, Mesa, wait a minute. Seemingly, things that I permitted for you here, i.e., in a uh, in a uh, uh, in a uh, in a real bathroom when you're defecating, we prohibited it for you in a urinating type of situation. My love, the tefillin, doesn't that sound like on the tefillin? That even though we permitted you to hold it when you are defecating, we prohibited you to do it when you are urinating? So the Gorn says, if that's true, if it's base hill, we got it. He We permit you to hold your tefillin in, uh, in a real bathroom where you're defecating. And we, but we prohibit it in a temporary bathroom when you're urinating. We don't permit anything. So then, it sounds like this brisa that says that we, again, there's some places uh, where we prohibit things, some places where we permit things, and we think that the explanation of that brisa is that that even though we prohibit it, uh, we prohibit it in a uh, urinating situation, we permit it in a defecating situation. It sounds like Beis Hillel. The one says, no, 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 you misunderstood that brisa. Kitanya hahi, that price that says, even though sometimes we permit it, sometimes we prohibit it, le'inyan tefach v'tzfachayim. It's talking about revealing yourself when going to the bathroom, a hand's breadth or two hand's breaths. The tani is one price that says, kishu nifna, when you're going ahead and you're going to the bathroom, megala charaf tefach. You could reveal yourself one hand's breath in order to go to the bathroom. Ulefadav, and in front of you, tzfachayim, you can reveal yourself two tefachs. Then there's another price that says Lachor of Tefach, that behind you, you're only allowed to reveal yourself at Tefach. You're not allowed to reveal yourself at all in front of you. Now, how do you understand this price? My love, I divide the Bisha. They're both talking about when a man goes to the bathroom. Velo Kasha. The price that says you are allowed to uh, reveal yourself one tefach behind you and not at all in front of you. It's talking about when you are defecating. And Khan, when the price says you are allowed to reveal yourself two tefachs in front of you, that's talking about, that's talking about when you are urinating. 
So the Gemara says, wait a minute, if that's true, if it is, bro, if that would be true that the price that says that if you're, you're allowed to reveal yourself two tefachs in front of you to urinate, if it is, bro, if that's what it's talking about, that price that said you're allowed to reveal yourself two tefachs in front of you and one tefach behind you. But if all I'm doing is urinating, why do I have to reveal myself at all behind me? I can just open up in front of me and go ahead and go to the bathroom. ID, the ID go must be both prices are talking about when you are defecating. Below Kasha, where it says that your soul, even though you're defecating, you're allowed to reveal yourself two tefachs in front of you, it's talking about a man, because a man, while he's defecating, urine might come out as well. But when it says you're only allowed to reveal yourself, a tefach behind you, not at all in front of you, it's talking about when a woman defecates because... Uh, the anatomy speaks that she won't be able to, she's not going, urine is not going to come out from in front of her when she is defecating. Ihachi, well, that's true, so that seems to make perfect sense. But wait a minute, on this price that it talks about, uh, that one place you're allowed to reveal yourself, one tefach, oh, in, in one, in, on this price that it says that, that we permitted you here and we prohibited you there, we said this is a kavachomer that is unanswerable. So the Gorn says, what does that mean? Why is it unanswerable? It makes perfect sense. My anal of tshuva, darkened the mosahachiesa. It makes perfect sense. A man is able to reveal himself one tefach behind him and two tefachs in front of him when he defecates and a woman is allowed to reveal herself one tefach behind her and not at all in front of her. So it must be a lot, that original b'risa that says or, that, that even though some places we permitted it, some places we prohibited it, it's talking about it's going back to tefillin, it's talking about the tefillin, and it means that in a permanent bathroom, when you're defecating, you're allowed to hold your tefillin, and when you're in a, a, a temporary bathroom, i.e. when you're urinating, you are not allowed to hold your tefillin, and that's what the brights meant, that's what this line of the Gorham meant, the last line that said, this is something that seems to make no sense, but even though it seems to make no sense, that's the halacha. <laughs> and therefore, if it's the Rava, and therefore it's a, it's a question against Rava, because again, Rava wanted to say that the brights that says that you're not allowed to hold your tefillin when you're urinating is Beishavah. We see that it's clearly Beishavah. And yes, it doesn't make sense that Beishavah would say that you're allowed to defecate with your tefillin and when you're urinating you can, but that's what it is. Goran says, okay, fine. So far, so good. Amr Vashesh, we got it. But but still, how does it make any sense? Hashem Beishavah, Kibu Ashari, if defecating you're allowed to hold your tefillin, Beishavah, for sure when you're just urinating you're allowed to hold your, hold your tefillin. So Lawrence says, here's the problem. One is defecating. You're holding your tefillin. We're not worried about anything. There's no uh, backsplash. You go ahead, you defecate. Nothing's going to splash back up. We don't have to worry about it. So therefore you can hold your tefillin. So sorry. But basic he said, right, but when one is urinating, yeah, you can urinate, you can control where the where the where the urine goes, but the eek and the totus, but then it's gonna bounce off the ground and it can go anywhere. You never know exactly where it's gonna go. You don't have full control over where the urine's gonna project to or where it's going to hit after it hits the ground. And therefore we don't want you to hold your tefillin because you never know what's gonna happen. Um so therefore we prohibit it. And therefore, it actually makes sense logically that even though we allow you to hold your tefillin when you're defecating because you have full control over where everything's going to go, where everything's going to land, so everything's okay. But when one urinates, one doesn't have full control and therefore you never know where it's going to go, right? It's the difference between basketball and football. You always know if the basketball's on the ground where it's going to go. You never know where the football's going to go once it hits the ground. That's what makes it so challenging. So the Goran says, well, wait a minute. If that's true, if that's the case... Um, 
Uh, if that's the case, remember we said that this price is something that didn't make any sense. How come it doesn't make sense? Chuva Malyasi, this makes perfect sense. That you're right, that urinating, it's not that it's per se worse, it's that you have less control. So the words is Hachi Kamar. When you're going to teach us that you're going to say that when you defecate, you're allowed to hold your film. When you urinate, you can't. Make sure you give the reason behind it. Below Don't just try to prove it based off logic. Because if you try to show, well, since, uh, since uh, defecation is more strict, therefore you can't hold your tefillin, you're going to mess yourself up because because in the more lenient place is where we are prohibiting it, right? Usually, usually we prohibit things in the more strict place. But here, where you're defecating, where it's a more strict place, we're actually permitting it, but where you're urinating, which is a more lenient place, we are, uh, where you're urinating, I'm sorry, where, you're, where, uh, where it is a more lenient place, we are prohibiting it. So we're saying, make sure you give the reason, because if you don't give the reason, it ain't going to make any sense. Make sure you explain. The reason is, because even though when you defecate, it's more strict, but it's less, it's more control, as opposed to when you urinate, there's less control, even though it is more lenient, and therefore it is us. Now, Tanrabon, a person wants to go eat a meal, and again, it is not proper for one to go to the bathroom in the middle of a meal. Walk 10 times, 4 amos at a time. That will get the bowels moving, and that will get you to go to the bathroom before you ever go to the meal. Or, or if you are more of a marathon runner, instead of sprinting, 10 times 4 amos, you can do 4 times 10 amos. Either way, you do a little marathon, you get the bowels moving, you're able to go to the bathroom well before the meal starts. Vifra, you go ahead and you go to the bathroom, you defecate, then you go to the meal. When you go sit down for a, for a meal, for a real established meal, take off your tzvillin, and then you go ahead and you come into the meal. And this... <coughs> this argues with You put it on the table. Don't take it off before you walk in. Walk in. Take it off once you get there. Put it on the table. And that is a beauty to the tefillah that you put it on the table because it shows you're always thinking about it and you are anticipating and you are waiting. Please, why could I put my tefillah back on? How long do you keep it on the table? Until you bench. No, not when you have a whole lot of meal because we're worried you're going to get drunk. Can't have people getting drunk on their tefillin. Tani chada, sorer adam tefillin and mosa. There's one price that says you're allowed to wrap your tefillin up together with your money. Be'afar kasuso. In your uh, scarf, in your uh, whatever you want to call it, in your, uh, in your bag. The tani idach lo yitzar. And one says, no, you're not allowed to put your tefillin and your money together. So lo kasha. Had azmane. If you have, uh, uh, what's the word, dedicated it, probably a better word. If you have prepared it for tefillin, so then that's it. Once you've prepared it for tefillin, and as you see in a second, and you put your tefillin in there, you're not allowed to put in money. But then you have another uh, place where you didn't actually prepare for tefillin, and therefore even though you put the tefillin in there, you're allowed to put in money. If you have this uh, scarf of tefillin, which you prepared for tefillin, the mates of tefillin, you prepared to put tefillin in there. So then the moment you put the tefillin in there, also. It is not prohibited to put in coins. But if you have prepared it but you didn't actually put in tefillin, or or you put in tefillin but you didn't prepare for such a thing, then you're allowed to put money in there. 
Now, and therefore that's our price. So one price is talking about where you prepared it, you put in film, therefore you can't put in coins anymore. And one price is talking about where, yeah, you put in film, you didn't prepare it, and therefore you're still allowed to put in coins. Says according to Abayi, says once you prepare it, it's over. You no longer allowed to put. Uh, you can't put. It, it now has the status of of being part of your tefillin. So according to him, Azmei, once you've prepared it, even though you didn't yet put in tefillin, still you can't put in coins. But Sarbe, if you have put in tefillin, it's all about also if you prepared it, it's Asr, it won't be a problem. It's all about whether or not you have prepared it for tefillin according to Abayi. So according to Tanakam, you need both, both preparing it and have already put, on tfil, put the tefillin in there. According to Abayi, you just have had to prepare for tefillin. Once you have prepared it for tefillin, that is it. You no longer could put coins in there. When you sleep, are you allowed to put the tefillin under your head? So under your feet, no question, you can't do it. Because it's very disparaging to your tefillin to put them under your feet. The question is, what about under your head? My. Mutter, you're allowed to put your tefillin underneath your head. Even though you are planning on being with your wife that night, still you're allowed to put your tefillin underneath your head. You cannot put your tefillin under your feet. Because that is disparaging. But you're allowed to put them by your head. But but if your wife is there, you're planning on being with her, also you're not allowed to do it. But yet Shmuel said you're allowed to do it. If you have a spot that is three tefachim above your bed, oh, namakim tefachim or three tefachim below your bed, mutter. So then you're allowed to put your tefillin there. So tiyufta to shmuel tiyufta sounds like this is a disproof to shmuel because shmuel says even if one is lying with their wife, still they're allowed to have their tefillin around. So amarava avagad the tiny tiyufta to shmuel. Even though we ask the question against shmuel, still hilchosa kavos say the halacha still goes like shmuel because. My timer, colon and tirunu tve If you could protect it better, it is better for you to protect it, and therefore we're willing to uh, uh, we're willing to uh, override the uh, the 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 uh, disparaging aspect to it that it's going to be under your head while one is with their wife uh, because it is you protect it better when it is by your head than if you put it anywhere else. The hecha. Uh, so where do you put it? Where are you supposed to put it then? So he says, You're supposed to put it between your pillow and your blanket. Not opposite your head. Just a little bit outside of your head. You're allowed to put it there, even though your wife is there, because that is the best protection for its filling, to put it right by your head. Says, so I it says you're supposed to put it in this uh, in this um, in this uh, in, in this uh, in the bag in the bag of the tefillin uh, under your head, and you're supposed to put the the uh, the actual tefillin just outside. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, what's the right word? It's supposed to be uh, outside of the bag, and therefore it won't be directly under your head. It will be at the. It will be like the tefillin will be pushing at the end of the bag and therefore the tefillin will be clear that it's at the end of the bag and it is just outside of under your head. Um, he, he 
made this in his uh, in his bed over there in his in the in the in the what's that thing called in the part that's around their bed. And again, the tefillin part were were faced towards outside of the uh, of the bed. Rav Shisha Brader of Edi Maniach Lehu Ashar Shifa. He put it by his by his uh, like footrest. Uparis Sudralayu, and he gave it a double covering. And by giving a double covering, he felt you're even allowed to put your feet by the by the tefillin as long as it has a double covering. Amr of Amnuna, Brader of Yosef Zimna Chada. There's one time having Kamina Kamei the Rava. I was standing in front of Rava. Vamrali Zil Aisili Tefillin. He said to me, "Go get my Tefillin." Vashkechenu Ben Karlakasas, and I found it between his bed and his blanket. Shelo Keneged Rosho. It was not by his head, but I found it right there. Vahave Yadan, and somehow I knew. Who knows? The Yom Tvila Hava. I knew that his wife had just gone to the mikvah, which means that the night before he had been with his wife. And even though I knew that last night he had been with his wife, still his phone were there uh, in between his, uh, under his bed, under his pillow, between his head and his, uh, the, the pillow and the blanket. Uh, and why did he do, do this? And the reason why he told me to get the tefillin was to teach me the halacha, that even when one is with their wife, still they are allowed to have the tefillin by their bed. Now, we ask another question. You have two people who are naked, sleeping in one bed. So usually you're not allowed to say Shema if you are staring at a, uh, a part of the body that is usually covered, or for sure an erva, for sure a staring at someone's nakedness, you're not allowed to say Shema. So what about this? One will turn his head to the right, Turn his whole body to the right. One will turn his head to the left, and therefore nobody's looking at anybody. Uh, we know that Shmuel says even when one is with their wife, they're allowed to go ahead and say Shema. So even though the man and the woman are not wearing any clothing, still we allow them each, each to not, or at least we allow the man to just go ahead, not look at his wife, and say Shema. So for sure here, if you're just lying with some random dude in the uh, in the bed, you are allowed to go ahead and say Shema. Maskele of Yosef. What, you mean Are you trying to tell me that it's more strict by the wife? Your wife is like you. So therefore, uh, therefore, of course you can say Shema. That's like looking at yourself. Just like when you look at yourself, you're allowed to go ahead and say Shema. So too, when, when your wife is in the room, no problem, you're allowed to say Shema. But but some other guy who's in the bed with you, it's not like you yourself, and therefore, it would actually be more likely that it should be usher. It's more usher with somebody else than when it's with your wife. Two people are in a bed. Each one can turn their face and say Shema. That's one price. You're lying in the bed and your family's around you. You're not allowed to say Shema. Unless there is somehow a blanket between them. If they're still young, mutter. So it sounds like we have contradictory prices. One price says, no problem, just don't look and it's fine. And one price says, no, there actually has to be a covering. So Bishon the Yosef, according to Yosef, I got it. Lo kasha, hubby isho, according to Yosef, it's more lenient if it's with, if it's with, uh, I'm sorry, according to Reb Yosef, uh, it is more uh, strict if it's with your wife. 
All the way around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. According to Rabbi Yosef, it's more lenient if it's with your wife. So lo kasha. Habi isho. The brisa that says perfectly permitted is with your wife. Haba acher. But when we say no, it's prohibited is when, and we say it has to be covered, is when it's not with your wife. El Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, who says that it's mutter by everybody, because even mutter by your wife, therefore it's mutter by everybody, so Kasha, so one brysa isn't going to go well according to Shmuel, because there's one brysa that seems to answer with somebody. So Amalekha Shmuel, according to Yosef, who said that it is more lenient by your wife, and therefore it's and it's more also by any other guy. The problem is It said that it was you with your family. And you with your family, you're not allowed to say Shema. But according to Rabbi Yosef, and your family includes your wife. And according to Rabbi Yosef, he said it's for sure permitted with your wife. So says Shmuel, even according to Rabbi Yosef, these Mishnahis aren't going to work out because while it's true, Rabbi Yosef says that when one is saying Shema with their wife there, it's okay, but this price seems to imply that if you're saying Shema and your wife is there without her, any clothes, one is not allowed to say Shema. Elian Cain, Haish is also. Mafsak is bnei unless there is a blanket. So what do you have to say? You have to say according to Rabbi Yosef, Yosef that even according to Rabbi Yosef, whether or not one is allowed to say Shema with one's wife there when not wearing clothing, it is a machlokas tanaim if it's permitted or not. According to me as well, I Shmuel he says hold that according to that no matter who's there you're allowed to go ahead and say Shema. So I you're going to say to me yeah but there's a price that seems to imply that it's also naimit tanai. Good, it's a machlokas in the Tanaim. Just like Rabbi Yosef is forced to come out to this opinion that even according to him, he holds that if one if one is with their wife, that they're allowed to go ahead and say Shema. And even he is forced to say, yeah, but this Bryce doesn't agree with me. And therefore, it's a debate amongst the Tanaim, according to Rabbi Yosef. So Shmuel says, me also, I hold that you're allowed to say Shema. Anybody and anybody who's in the bed with you, you're allowed to say Shema. And you'll say to me, wait, but there's a Bryce against you. I will tell you that Bryce is not going uh, that that price is true. That price argues with me. But because I have other time, there's other opinions that agree with me, therefore, okay, it's a machokas tanayim, and I hold like the tanayim who say that one is allowed to say Shema, even though somebody is with them not wearing any clothing. Okay, let's stop over here by Amar Mar. We'll pick up tomorrow morning, and uh, yeah, we'll pick up tomorrow morning. Everyone should have a wonderful Rosh Chodesh, and we'll see everyone tomorrow morning.